voice message system. Roki and the mummy is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. You don't have to give us a call back. It's time for all the day. All right, welcome everyone. First episode, we waited almost a decade to do this shit, but we're finally live. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am the mummy. I'm the Roki, and we got weird fucking names, but that's okay. You're going to love our show. Start off by talking about, I want to tell you about my journey getting here, because I think everyone needs to hear this. I grew up 90 miles from this fuckhead. And he's a city boy, and I'm a valley boy, but we're going to bring you some really good entertainment. You're saying 90 miles you grew up away from me? Yeah, just about, right? It's not 90 miles from Stanton to uh, Dolores and Castro Valley, you son of a bitch. Oh, well, we lived, we lived close, but we were separated at a young age. For all the listeners out there, we are cousins, and we've been kicking it since we were babies. We are three months apart. I am older, and yeah, we went to middle school together. Yeah, uh, I think I lost my virginity first, but that's okay. How old were you? 16 years old. I lost it to a 33-year-old woman. And it was the greatest experience I've ever had, but we'll talk about that later on. Oh, now you're teasing the fans. You're not going to tell the story? guys want me to do it let's do it let's whip out virginity <laughs> stories tonight we'll talk we'll talk about that later because i i can't i gotta figure out i can't remember if she was 33 or 43 what sounds more sick for a 16 year old kid like myself definitely 43 then she was 43 okay we'll just say that <laughs> he was fucking old as fuck let's just put it that way all right and how'd you two meet my apartment complex and did she seduce you? Uh, it was all right. I didn't last too long, but it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> and mistake me if I'm wrong. Didn't she have kids too that were in the apartment? No, her kids were all grown up. By the grace of God, they were all out of there. And uh, she was all woman. Let me just put it that way. And am I remembering that correctly, that she had something like ovarian cancer and she told you to bust inside, it was okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you're that old, I don't know what the fuck that is. I have no idea. I wasn't thinking about that. Just, uh, you know, I was uh, was in a rush and felt great and (laughs) life's good. And did you go back to the well again? I did not go back to the well. I uh, got in that water once was good enough. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. I'm yeah. blessed for life. Well, if you were 16, you did beat me. I was 17, and uh, you were in the vicinity of the time I lost my virginity, but you weren't there. Let's get that clear. You remember the day, Roke? Uh, no. Was it Christmas? Was it Hanukkah? Was it Easter? What was it? Uh, this was before I had a license and I was dating that girl out in series and I had my old buddy, Chris, give me a ride out to see her for the Turlock fair. And we picked you up and we went to that fair 
and all four of us are hanging out. And she said she wanted to get her jacket that was in the backseat of his car. So I said, I'll walk you there. Her and I went and we got in the back seat, and <laughs> yeah, that's where it happened. Oh, you got in that back seat, and uh, I, I remember not finding you. I remember you and uh, old Chris calling us and interrupting us a lot, saying how much longer we were going to be. Yeah, I remember that, but yeah, it was a fun time. Oh, I had a lot of fun that night. I remember uh, him not being there and me being all alone and going on all the rides by myself. <laughs> Oh, he wouldn't go on the rides with you? He would, hell no, he wouldn't go on the rides. That guy is, we'll talk about him. That's another character we'll get into later on. Don't worry, we, we know a lot of people together. Uh, yeah, we, we've been through so much stuff. It, it's just, we got a lot to talk about on this show. <laughs> That's My favorite answer. time was uh, when we were kids. Me and him, we got, we got a great story. We both got kicked out of a, uh, was it a funeral, a wake? What was that? You're going to have to refresh me on that one. That sounds familiar, but I just remember we went to this way. I think it was a wake. It could have been a something. I can't remember, but we were dicking around and, uh, this, uh, if we're just like, you know, we're kids, kids hate quiet and I hate quiet and I still hate quiet <laughs> and, uh, going up in this place and it's hella boring. And, you know, I just remember we we're running around and the next thing we know, Around the parking lot because we can't get admission back into the funeral home. Whose funeral was it? Oh, I don't know. It could have been anyone's. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I feel like it was someone on uh, your mom's side of the family or something because that sounds kind of familiar, but I don't, I don't really remember was, that. I don't think it was one of my relatives. We didn't get kicked out of one of mine. It's probably your crazy. What about your crazy ass neighbor? You want to talk about him? Who now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so we grew up. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm going to be telling all this shit right now on the air. We grew up in this. Uh, we grew up down the. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to catch my. We grew up down the street from this lake. You guys can look this up out there for those of you who aren't in a. No, it's, it's, hold I on. didn't. I didn't know what neighbor you're talking about till right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I do now. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in this lake. You can look this up. It's um uh, for for those of you who aren't from California out there, uh it's called Lake Chabot. It's in a little town called Castro Valley. It's probably tinier than the size of the pimple that you got on your ass when you were a teenager. And uh there's this um there's this neighbor we had. <laughs> <laughs> or this guy had him his name was um his name was what was it was it how, how did you really pronounce it, it was alan de deco or <laughs> they do it was a day fucking day do his real name was de deco wasn't it, it wasn't de deco it was, was they do so this is a true story and, and and true story you could probably look this up in some archive on google or something so this guy day do you know, it's just a fuck, just an oddball ki- you know, character. <laughs> I mean, everyone knew him. I mean, the people at the delis, because this is a small town. Castro Valley is a tiny, I'm telling you, it's a tiny town. And if you grow up here, you're going to know all your neighbors. You're going to know everyone's family. You're going to know all this little shit. And I'm just glad I'm out of there. And I'm pretty sure 
He probably is too, because it's not the same anymore, but definitely. Uh, <laughs> so we, so we knew this, we, he had this neighbor named Daydo, and, uh, yeah, this guy was a character. It, he would wear like this, you know, just imagine this guy who dresses like, I don't know, he kind of dressed like Super Mario, you know, like he had like a painter's hat. <laughs> Remember that little hat he had, it had like the Japanese flag on it. And, yeah. You know, he had like a, I mean, I got a mustache, but this guy looked like a creepy, like Wario, bizarro <laughs> character, you know, from Mario. And uh, I mean, everyone knew him. Like I said, people at the local deli, local video store, everyone knew Day D. Like, and he wasn't like odd in the sense that he'd come up asking you for change and shit. Like, what was that story? He just ended up in your fucking backyard when he first moved in. <laughs> no, that was his dad. His dad uh, opened my side gate and started checking out some carpet <laughs> that we were throwing out. And yeah, just an oddball family. And it turns out his dad knew my grandfather. They were both uh, World War II veterans, so they knew each other. Yeah, once again, small town, I'm telling you, like everyone, like like he just said, everyone knew each other. So the story goes that like we all knew this guy was a troublemaker. <laughs> I mean, and I feel bad. I'm confessing this live on air, but you know what? It's got to come out sooner than later. Um, we used to get bored in the summertime, so like we'd call like you know the local pizza place, like <laughs> deliver pizzas and shit to this guy's house, and, like look out the window, like oh that fucker answered his door. He got like ten pizza boxes now, and he's like he's like cussing out the pizza guy, like I don't order this shit, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so one, one night, the, the 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 moral of the story is this: we were just like bad we were dickheads. Kids. Yeah, we were, we were dickheads. We were, we were we were dickheads. We were dickheads, and like this. Uh, this fucker had like bullet holes in the back of his car. So he lived with his mom. And uh yeah, like do <laughs> you still have that? This, this motherfucker had like an old JVC camera camcorder. <laughs> and mind you, he lives in like a two-story home, and Daydu lives in a one-story single home. So his bedroom was like up on the second story, and he's like trying to like pan the camera in. <laughs> For anybody that anybody that knows Casher Valley or gives a shit, if uh, you know what's uh, become the Little Bud's daycare house yeah. with the uh, porcelain lions and uh, pine cones out front, yeah, that's that's my old house. So you look up to that second story, and uh, the window on the right was my old room. So it was a good good vantage point for old Daydew's house. Yeah. So uh, to uh, to pick up on a little short story, so he had like this. I don't know what was that like a JV, JVC camera. I mean, nowadays, you know, everything's on the phone. Cell phones didn't have like the recording technology back then, like they did now. So he, uh, he used to actually take his camera. <laughs> like I come over to his house one day in the summertime and he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey dude, check out this footage I got. <laughs> I would only film that dude when we would uh, send oh, pizzas to his house or something. I wouldn't stalk this dick. freak. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> he zooms in <laughs> and, and oh gosh oh my gosh they do has like a fucking <laughs> I forgot about the bullet hole until you brought that up <laughs> oh gosh I wish we could pull this footage up he's got like this fucking artillery shell fucking size, <laughs> size piercing in the back of his little fucking what, what was that a Toyota Camry a Corolla? I, I think it was like a Nissan Altima or something like that. 
I mean, it looked like a rifle round went through that thing, and this dipshit so, tries to hide it with a sticker. So the bottom line is, I, I, we're alluding and assuming that like he would drive in the nights and like did part time drug dealing in Oakland or something because Oakland's like, oh well, like a five ten minute drive from CV. Yeah, ten maybe fifteen. Yeah, yeah, literally. So, and it's right there. So we we always thought he was doing his um his hustle at night, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, so bottom line is, long story short, what I wanted to get to, sorry, it took a while. If you look this up online, this is this is the honest to God's truth. This is all archived. This this day do guy. Don't laugh, fucker. He's over here cracking up. I'm remembering you didn't even talk about the, the prank phone call first. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The, oh, the prank phone call. That's right. So one night, it's in the summertime. And like, I'm dialing. So we're bored. We're kids. Mind you, how old are we like? 11 12 yeah maybe 13 maybe tops. 13 i don't know but we, we weren't we weren't like high school or nothing yet so i called up day do you know it's like i'm thinking because like this guy used to get off when i would prank call prank phone call people i guess i got oh, a great you're the best you still are i guess i got a great prank call voice so um we're ringing up day do and uh you know it's nighttime it's ring 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 Ring, ring, ring. I'm like, oh, this fucker ain't going to answer. He picks up the phone. He's like, mm, hello. Wasn't it? His mom picked up, didn't it? And we oh, had no, to yeah, ask for him. His yeah. mom. His mom was like, hello. And I'm like, uh, hi, is uh, Alan Daydu home? <laughs> and she goes, no, she didn't ask who it was, did she? No. She said, yeah, she just goes, just one moment. I can hear like them talking like, Al, the phone's for you, blah, blah, blah. And he gets on the phone. He goes, Hello. <laughs> yeah, oh, sounds just like, like that. this fucker's laughing over here because he knows I can like pray call with over a thousand voices. And uh I might uh, do some on this one. You're using like a, a cheesy radio host, like, <laughs> hello, is this Alan Day do? <laughs> yeah, so I get, he gets on the line, I'm like, he's like, hello, and I'm like, Yes, hi, is this Alan Day do? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Hi, Alan. This is such and such from 96.3. Uh, did you enter a contest last week by chance? <laughs> and he's like, who the fuck is this? I'm like, we, <laughs> we just wanted to tell you, Mr. Daydu, that we're pleased to announce that you are our winner for our weekly contest. You have won <laughs> two tickets to, uh, what did I say it was? It was uh, Aero, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. You have won two tickets to Aerosmith. They'll be playing at the Shoreline Amphitheater at the end of the summer. The only thing we need you to do, Mr. Day Do, for the pleasure and enjoyment of our audience right now, right here, live, on the air, is to admit that you love sucking male genitalia. <laughs> I think you just said suck dick, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't take too kindly to that. Anyway, it gets all quiet and... I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. He's like, fuck, is he still on the line? And we look over and he's like, it gets quiet. It gets quiet. And I'm like, fuck, should I say something? Didn't you? You said like Mr. Daydu or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, Mr. Daydu, are you still on the air? He's like, silence for like five more seconds. And then the best part, he goes, you're the cum sucking son of a bitch. He fucking <laughs> the phone on me. We fucking zipped up to this fucker's room, turned the fucking lights off. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Because I don't know. He's probably all hopped up on some shit. 
I'm like, he's probably going to open that garage door with the fucking shoddy or an axe or something. <laughs> and fuck. So, so we go upstairs. We didn't think nothing of it. And that was a good... <laughs> I got... No, and then, you know, you started hearing all these, like, crazy rumors. Like, I really do personally believe he developed, like, some kind of drug problem. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, he looked like the kind of guy that would get high on his own supply if he was dealing. Yeah. No, most deaf. Um, so he uh, he ended up, you know, evolving into, like, this, I don't know, different kind of person that, like, you didn't want to. Like, at first it was funny. Everyone knew him. He was a great person people just bs with them like we said everyone knew him in the town but then he just you know things just got really bizarre and like there was like rumors that like he started like going crazy on his mom all this like other shit so um true story you can look this up google it just type in alan day do casher valley I'm sure it's i'm sure there's an article on there this fucker one night he calls me up because i'm living in modesto at the time he's like Dude, you're never gonna believe what's going on right now outside my fucking house. I'm like, what? He's like, there's like ten fucking uh, sheriff's cars <laughs> out here, and they got the loudspeaker, and they're they're on the loudspeaker like, Mister Dadoo, we know you're in there. Come <laughs> on out with your hands up. <laughs> now keep in mind, this is not the first time the cops have been sent to his house. No. Yeah, no, he, he had the he had the cops called on him multiple times. I had front row seats with uh, a buddy of mine sitting on the lawn and three cop cars uh, pulled up to his house one day and he was getting out of his car and they said, put your fucking hands up. And he kept putting his hands in and out of his jean pockets and like ripping them out fast. And they had their guns drawn on him and everything. And if we weren't there, man, we, we think that they would have uh, they would have capped his ass. But they uh dog piled on him and handcuffed his ass and we think took him to john george over the hill but uh yeah go ahead Ro. skip to the end story so so john george for those of you who don't know john john george is like this um it, it's like a what do, what do you a, say like a recovery a, center isn't it a mental institution it's a mental institution slash recovery center like it's a place you go to recover so anyways yeah he had been there a few times he'd been admitted there so yeah, the story goes, and it's all online. Like I said, you could look this up. Day dues, like I don't know, he didn't even come out of the house. So they they had a barge in. Uh, you know, all these officers were out there. They had to like bust the door in, and this wasn't like no, like this was like a raid style. Like imagine a raid, okay? Like you got like the strobe lights like shining on the fucking house, and like all the neighbors are outside. The the news crews are out there. And uh, <laughs> I just felt bad because, like, all the news crews, like, going door to door, and, like, everyone's just saying negative shit about this guy at this point. Like, hey, he's a weird guy. And, like, his mom, like, we always heard them fighting with each other. And, like, then your dad say something, like, actually positive about him. He's like, yeah, I just, I never expected him to be that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, they interviewed my dad. Uh after the event had uh, finished and yeah, he just said, Oh, he was, he seemed like a troubled guy, but he was a nice guy and said something positive about him. But this night, I mean, it wasn't 20, 30 minutes. I mean, this was hours that this raid you're talking about happened where they had to get a, uh, what do you call those? Like not a negotiator, but like a suicide prevention kind of guy to get on the loud horn and talk to him. And uh, how this happened was like you said, the 10 cars screeched up 
and I was up in my room with that old JVC camera you were talking about, and it had a little, <laughs> had a little red light on it, and I was trying to videotape the whole thing out of my window, out of, through the blinds, and uh, my whole family were watching through my room, through my window, and we see a cop on our sidewalk in front of our house, and he glances up and sees us in the window, and so he knocks on our door and says, like, oh, we're going to need you to leave the premises, and... Uh, my mom asked why, and, and the cop goes, oh, well, uh, bullets do travel through walls, kind of like dickish and shit. He just didn't want us witnessing what the hell was going to happen. So we had to leave. We had to go down the street, like three three houses down. They they uh, corridored off uh, Lake Chabot Road, and, yeah, they had to bring in, like you said, the SWAT van, the suicide prevention negotiator, and, yeah, we started hearing flashbangs, and shit got real, real fast, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't um... – it wasn't nothing like to play around with this guy. They do was like mentally unstable at this point. So yeah, they, they raided in his door. And, and by the way, for uh, he didn't, my cousin didn't mention anything on air disclaimer out there. Kids don't film. No one from your fucking like bedroom window nowadays. Okay. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of creeps out there and we don't want you to be uh, on that list. Okay. Yeah, kids don't do it, but I mean, come on, let's be real. How, how much shit is on Real Star these days? Yeah, how much shit is on World Star and TikTok and a oh, I know about OnlyFans, but we'll get into that later on. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So back to day do. They barge in this house, and he's like, here you could hear him in there screaming, from what I was told. Didn't see it. He saw the flashes go off, the taser, and do they do they bring him out in a body bag? What happened? We heard the flashbangs, and what we were told was that uh, he he was uh, threatening his own mom's life. His mom was in the house with him, and and that was kind of like his hostage. And I don't know, I can't remember if he had a gun or a knife, but yeah, he was he was saying he was going to kill his mom and and then himself. And uh, so they threw this little remote control car through his window, and it had a camera on it and they could see him they said pacing up and down the house just like freaking out and so they felt like they were going to lose control of the situation so they tossed some flashbangs in in there and uh they they bum rushed his ass and from uh what i was told was they all tasered him and uh, what they say he had like a heart attack or something from the tasing yeah something i mean some kind of like traumatic death i i have no idea i mean I can only imagine what he was going through in those final moments. Hey, maybe he was like having a flashback or something to like a time when like he had like a past due rental or something from the video store. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was something more than that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Fuck. I mean, the guy was always around town at the movie stores and stuff. You think he was going to try to kill his mom for a late rental? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, he could have. I mean, the guy was crazy enough. Shit. I don't know how high he was that night, what he was on, or what was going through his head, but he was obviously uh, unstable as hell that night and had a sad ending, man. Yeah. R.I.P. They do. You guys, look that up. It's a true story. Tells yeah. from the, tells from the East Bay, right? Yeah, we've had a lot of. Uh, Crazy times in old CV, man. We just went there, you and I, uh, what, within the last two weeks? Oh, that place has become such a shithole. I- I'm sorry. If anyone's going to CV, I support y'all. CV High. What, 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 I, sh- I forgot the mascot. What's their mascot again? 
Oh, it's the Trojans, man. Okay, uh, go Trojans! Woohoo! Fucking <laughs> yeah! No, I was. Um, yeah, we were just down there, and uh, great experience. I got to tell you, you know they they redid the whole town, and uh, you got people sleeping in front of shops now. <laughs> and we we went to one of our old favorite bars that we went to when we first both turned twenty one, and there's just some dude like passed the fuck out right there in front of the entryway. Oh, yeah, Roki almost stepped on him. Almost stepped on him. I mean, the only thing that saved me was a whiff of that smell. I mean, <laughs> I knew someone's. I knew someone was there when I smelled piss and, like, cat litter, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that was that was a great revisiting. I'll never move back to Castor Valley again, but we had some good times, some great people. It's always a walk down memory lane when we uh, go to the village there in Old CV. I we used to hang out there so much, do so many laps, just walk around that place. And we went in the bowling alley uh, bar just within the last two weeks and they saw all the old crusty bar flies and we got out of there real fast. But it's a trip, man. The, if you go in the bowling alley, it smells the same as it did 20 years ago. There's still some of the same employees there. Oh, it's yeah. like going back in time, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. People, there's some people that won't leave that place. But yeah, that place is it's not the same anymore. Uh I can't, I can't recall like it ever being that way, but I hope it gets better. But like I said, we, we had good memories. Shit. I remember, uh, oh, there's so many tells. There was another character we knew named Mungie. Uh, <laughs> what do you, you got the leather jacket and the American got, flag on it? Got a leather jacket with the American flag. The tell the tells of Paul Mungie. Didn't you say your dad knew that guy? My dad did. Yeah, they went to school together. They both went to Sunset and Hayward. Paul was a uh, he was an athlete. <laughs> athlete. <laughs> <laughs> athlete of what? Running away from the cops? <laughs> He's an athlete. You can't tell. He fucking walked everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He was he was in cycling. You didn't know that. Fuck. <laughs> cycling <laughs> no he was <laughs> no he was a paul was a uh interesting character you know when you least expected a guy like paul he'd always show up on you i remember one day me and this guy we're walking down uh both virgins at this time what do we we went and bought a pair of condoms from the store just to try to, <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that later anyway so we go into this quickie mart and this fucker and there's like you see, you ever seen Friday? Like the part where the storeer just pops up behind the uh, storeer just pops up behind the fucking cat. This is exactly what happened. Little little Asian dude, really cool, pulls out a pair. He's like, "Which one you guys want?" I'm like, "Shabot uh, Shabot liquors." No, no, no. We didn't buy from him because he charged an arm and a leg for condoms right there. Don't buy condoms there, guys. If you guys want protection, this pack was like what, like ten bucks. Yeah, it was it was something crazy. This is back then. No, this is back then too. This is like back in what oh three? How the hell old were we? Like fourteen? What were we gonna do? Just jerk off in them? Like we <laughs> thought we were gonna get lucky? <laughs> so no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't buy from him. We went to our buddy Sing down the street, and uh, Sing's he's being a pervert. He's like, I remember my first time, my friends. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I don't want to hear about that Sing. So. I don't know why we always have like this a phobia of this dude Mungie. We're like, fuck, where's Paul? He's gonna pop. He was 
he was kind of like Jason, like you know, like he just popped up in like the movie when you didn't <laughs> want to see that motherfucker. You know? like, like the music's playing and shit, like and then fuck, where's he? Yeah, he's gonna pop up somewhere. So we uh, <laughs> we're Jason of Castro Valley. Yeah, we're talking about him, like fuck. Where's Paul? Damn it! And like, did you say it or did I say? It? I can't remember. One of us is like, dude, he's fucking right behind us. So I was like. <laughs> I can just feel like the hairs like on the back of my fucking neck, just like rust up like oh fuck. Because this guy, he he didn't talk much and he had like this power walk. But I'm telling you, he would have been a great movie star, like one of them Jason movies or one of them fucking Michael Myers movies or something, you know. I think I was the one that spotted him behind us and we both started freaking out that we didn't know if he heard what the hell we were saying or not. <laughs> It was like Night of the Living Dead, you know, like Frankenstein's Return. Mungie just popped up out of the woodworks. But yeah, I don't know what happened to Paul either. The legend lives on. If anyone finds Paul Mungie out there, he might be a billionaire or something right now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let him know to contact the cast that on the download. We want to talk to him on the show. Uh, the weird thing about that guy was it wasn't like he had one or two hangout spots. I mean, he we could be almost anywhere in that in Cache Valley in the town. And that dude would just pop out. He'd roll around a corner or something. So yeah, you're right. He was he was the Jason of Castro Valley. <laughs> he was the Jason <laughs> fucking Voorhees of CV, right? No, he was he was great. Yeah. He would always pop up when you least expected him. Um I can't think of too many other gimmicks we had. There was a lot, but there was a lot. Like I said, this was a town where just filled with characters. There was people everywhere. I mean that. You think of any off the top of your head right now? Other CV characters. Uh, I mean, I had the same barber, you know, for 24 years of my life. Juan, I don't know if he's still cutting hair. I should go visit that guy. He's the man, but uh, he was always cool. Mr. Lee's Donuts? Oh, yeah. How many times do we go to that dude at 2 in the morning? I don't know if Mr. Lee's still alive, but if you want the best donut you'll ever fucking have in your life, I'm telling you right now, it's on Redwood Road. It's on Redwood. Oh, gosh. Redwood and Grove. Yeah, it's just down the way from uh, Trader Joe's. Right next to Trader Joe's. You won't miss it. Yep. Lee's Donut Shop. And this guy, he's a sweet... You can go in there at 3.30 in the morning like we used to. Be like, hello, how you doing? What you want? <laughs> well, Great the sad thing is about that guy. I mean, he was super nice, super sweet. Always had a smile on his face. We go in there at 3 in the morning, like you said, and get whatever we wanted. He was always nice. But uh, we read, I think I read in the, in the paper that he had a heart attack and uh, he he cut his hours back. And so he's not open that late anymore because I think he got robbed a few times also. Uh, but it's his daughters now who run it, I believe. So, yeah, if you uh, get lucky enough to go in there and you actually see Mr. Lee, uh, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, if you see Mr. Lee still around, let us know. Just send us an email to on the download cast at gmail.com. We want to know if Mr. Lee's still there because Mr. Lee's donuts, we love you and we'll be back if you're there. Uh, donuts rip me up, but for Mr. Lee, I will eat a dozen. For Mr. Lee, I'll eat three dozen. How's that sound? <laughs> I'll go back there. Oh, yeah. So it's a great town. If you ever get to check it out, it's Castro Valley, our old stomping grounds. And uh, yeah, that's where we started out at. Him and I used to walk all over. We didn't have any rides back then, but that's the uh, that's the glory of CV. It's it's literally a town made for people that like to walk. You can walk anywhere in that town. 
in like less than like a short amount of time. It's so tiny, but it's easy to get around places. Do you remember uh, walking all the way from my old house on Lake Chabot Road all the way to kind of where Mr. Lee's donut shop is to see see that chick I was dating who lived up on the hill there? You and I oh, walked all the way there. God. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Dude, what was her name again? Uh I'm not gonna say names, but oh, uh, yeah, we won't say we won't we're gonna protect those we really isn't that messed up? We're protecting all the names of the people we don't care about. But Mr. Lee, we love you. Anyways, yeah, only ahead. positivity. Don't, don't don't say her don't say her name. But yeah, I think I know who you're talking about the blonde, right? Yep. Okay. So what about her? Just that walk, man. Like you were saying, you could walk anywhere. That it blows me away how far we'd walk in that town. I mean, we'd walk all over the damn place. I remember too when you were so young. You were fourteen, fifteen. You were adamant about not getting your license. Remember that. Oh, I fucking hated it. I still don't want my, if anyone wants my driver's license, I'll, I'll shred it up. You know, I, I just, I feel to this day, like having a license, it's kind of like having like, it's having another responsibility that you really just don't want to have. I mean, people could say whatever they want, like you, but you get to point A to point B and blah, 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 blah. But like, fuck, it's a license, big deal. Like. If you really had to get somewhere, you'd walk or like take other means of transportation, right? I don't know. It's definitely a pain in the ass, man. It's it's a luxury, but uh, I mean, I, I just had to replace a water pump on my truck within the last six months. I got in my first at fault accident this year. Financial so, burdens, right? Yeah, for sure. And what what about bit. how about all those other dickhead drivers out there? What do you think about them? Uh, not too much, man. I definitely got some road rage, so yeah. These people, these people need to learn how to start driving a little better. I think that we can all take turns on the road. It's big enough for all of us. Uh, speaking of uh, accidents, uh, you got T-boned, didn't you? Was that in Modesto? I got fucked multiple times. I got fucked in every hole, if you could imagine that. Okay, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I swear, I've been in. Uh, let's see, first. I got multiple accidents. Damn, I can't believe I'm saying all this shit right now, but I'm going to say it anyways. Be safe out there, people, even when you least expect it. I'm not saying I was always in the right, but I was in the right like three out of four times, right? <laughs> oh, it, it shows in your driving. You're so apprehensive because of those accidents that uh, old Roki here, he drives like a grandma, but hey, we always make it home safe. Yeah, no one's going to get hurt. That That's my philosophy. Once I... Turn that ignition. Everyone's going to get home safe, right? Because you got T-bone real bad. You're a Nissan, what, was it a Sentra or something, that green one? No, the thing is, it was my light, and thank God I had a witness behind me. I'm turning down this uh, pull up to the intersection. It's a green arrow to go left, and, you know, I get swamped. I didn't see it coming. I'm in my car rushing to work. Back then, I was working at a video store. That's that's a, a great job to have, by the way. I was hoping to I was hoping to retire and finish off my career there. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm rushing to work. I'm wearing this fucking. I'll never forget. It. I was wearing a shirt that said Power Play on it. We used to sell these packages, so. You wanted to get movies for like 25 bucks a month. You had unlimited access to come to our store and rent from us. 
The reason I brought that detail up is because the shirt ended up getting ripped. And mind you, I'm an athlete, so I didn't want to reveal my six-pack body off, right? Oh, yeah. So, so, no, so I'm turning down this road, and this fucking dingbat comes flying. She must have been going like, fuck, I think she was going. It, it's like a 35. It's a school zone. What was it? 35, but 25 when, when it's school's in session. But she's going at least 50. I'm rushing to work. I'm, bu- I'm bumping gangster rap in my car. I got fucking Nas on replay. Got the volume turned up to like 50, bobbing my head and shit, you know, getting to work, getting my jam going. As soon as I make that fucking turn, I hear the horn. I'm like, why are you honking? I can't, you're the one who needs to fucking stop, not me. She, she goes and just whoop, smashes me. I, I do a complete 360 in this car, go into a fucking pole, and the only thing that saved my ass because i'm knocked the fuck out dude like my head hit the dashboard the winch the airbags deployed the windshield shattered my you lost, fourth, you, lost, you lost consciousness yeah i lost consciousness i woke up i'm waking up no nosebleed or nothing thank god but my poor hollywood video shirts all ripped up oh my six pack is I look like fucking Hulk Hogan coming out of the ring. Like I'm ready to tear my fucking shirt off. You know, <laughs> I get out of this car. The dude puts me up on his truck bed and he's like, I wait, it's just the weirdest thing. It's like something out of a fucking Tarantino movie. The dude's like, you all right, brother. I'm like, Oh, this is like Zed dude from like, <laughs> I'm about to get like something weird's about to happen to me out here. Right. Thank God there's no pawn shops in Cache Valley. <laughs> yeah, so I'm on his truck bed. He must have carried me out of the car. I could smell the gas. I see the liquid coming out of the car. And there's just this crazy bitch over there going nuts in the corner with the police officers. That motherfucker hit me first. That motherfucker hit me first. I'm like, what the fuck's going on over here? So I rush over there. And she's like, you asshole, you motherfucker. You, she, I'm like, lady, I'm like, call, I'm like, I'm fucked up. Like I have never, I feel like I got knocked out in a boxing match or something. And, uh, what did that actually feel like to lose consciousness? Did you see white or just everything went black or what? No, it was weird, dude. It's like the music cut. I just remember seeing me going into the pole and then I just woke up on the back of this dude's bed, like truck bed, truck bed, not bed. Anyways, <laughs> did you have a, any kind of a headache or anything like that or is it just lights out it was just fucking no i was just like it was like boom boom click wake up it was oh. like literally in that sequence dude Dang. and the, the guy's like you're right brother got a heavy like country <laughs> accent i'm like what the fuck is going on here so yeah my car's done it's just like total there's no coming back from that that was the first uh, major accident I was involved in. I was in another accident that was my fault. Um, oh, gosh. I don't even want to talk about the time that uh, I was working for the city and that that one prick fucking came. I'm, I'm driving the city car. He comes up and nails me. And uh, I was making a right. And he's driving. Mind you, it's like 6.37 a.m. He's driving like a big dump truck and he comes over and he like fucking cuts me off and like drags the car, dude. I'm like shitting my pants, you know. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. Like, I just felt like the door crunching and he didn't stop. He this fucker, he just kept tugging my ass, right? So 
I was a little bit skinnier at this time. I hopped out the passenger door, and that car was just fucking. Anyways, yeah. Well, I'm sure the listeners are loving all this traffic talk. Let's uh, let's make it a little uh, sexier here. Uh, let's talk about an old coworker of yours at that uh, video store you worked with. Tell us about that. Which one's that? Oh, the one we want to get on as a guest. Oh yeah. Well, that that'll be coming soon. Don't worry about that. Uh, let's not spoil that. Let's talk about something else. Okay, let's we'll tease your, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll keep that fresh, okay? <laughs> let's talk about right. your uh, let's talk about your encounters, there, buddy. Well, what encounters you want to talk about? Well, we talked about me losing my virginity earlier. Let's talk about your experience up on that uh, that that night. You didn't get to tell your side of the story. So, what happened out there at the fairground, huh? I said it, man. Uh, lost it in the back seat of a buddy's car, and uh, had a good old time. And uh, yeah, not really how I pictured losing it. But hey, when you're 17, you don't really <laughs> give a shit where it's at. You want to talk about your rematch? Uh, what are you talking about? Just a second time with that girl? No, t- tell them about the time that you uh. You converted your whole philosophy and stopped cussing for a week. And <laughs> oh, this yeah, motherfucker. This, this I wanna, let, let, me, let me start off real quick. Go ahead. I want everyone to know out there that the story this man's about to tell was the changing of his life, okay? <laughs> I come over there, him and I, we use every word in the book. Fuck, shit, bitch, cunt, motherfucker, whatever you got, right? And I come over one day, and uh, I was just talking to my aunt. And I go upstairs to see him. And it's like I opened the door and like I saw like the white doves flying out. Shit. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's like like he found himself, you know. Like John Wu was with me in the room. I was like, what's up, motherfucker? And he's like, dude, dude. Let's let's just not cuss right now, okay? Okay. (laughs) First like, off, I didn't say it all creepy like that. <laughs> <laughs> and let me give some background about what's going on here. So, yeah, I was definitely a dildo at that time. But my defense is always I was young, dumb and full of cum, willing to do almost anything for pussy. So the uh, girl I lost my virginity to, I was in a long distance relationship uh, for two, I think, three years, something like that. And. She had kind of off and on bouts of uh, being pretty religious. Like sometimes it would never come up. Other times it was uh, she'd say, you know, I'm, I'm going to church with my family this weekend. She's super religious now for everyone out there that wants to know, by the way. Uh, she's still dropping some religious quotes and stuff. So yeah. I guess I don't know. I haven't connected with her in some years, but yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, um, you know. I don't know, vibing with her a lot and we're hooking up left and right. And I'm going out to Modesto or no, she lives series and spending, you know, weekends with her, having a great time. And she starts hitting me with that where I'm I'm saying fuck and shit and whatever, you know, under the sun in front of her. And she starts saying, you know, oh, I wish you wouldn't use that language. And she would just kind of shut down if I use that language. And yeah, so you know, I'm just like, okay, well, she doesn't like it, so I just won't do it. And I just wouldn't do it around her, but I would still swear around you, you know, or anybody else. I, I want to chime in for, I, I really think, see, that's like, 
I feel like when people are in relationships sometimes, like the control thing, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but I feel like people like to see how much control they can get out of somebody. It's kind of scary in a way. It's kind of like the volume button on your fucking remote, you know, <laughs> like they just like pushing the up button more and more and more, seeing how much like they can actually like get their partner to submit. And anyone who's out there who's in a relationship, I'm not, I'm single. I'm just saying, but I'm not looking. So don't think I'm out there trying to holler at the fans or nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, you know, I, I feel like we shouldn't be, it's not a competition. You didn't get into this to be in a fucking competition. You got into this looking for someone who you can connect with on like all different kinds of levels of life. And yet you're trying to control someone. Like I was so happy when this man broke the spell because fuck man, I was, I was telling him the other night, it was like, uh, it was like the sad ending to one of the movies where like, you know, I was in tears. I was crying. <laughs> I wasn't. I was no. I'm serious, motherfucker. I was going through the whole shit right there. You know. I was like, God. I'm glad he's changing and not saying certain words anymore. But fuck, this is going too far. Oh yeah, I was like I said, young, dumb, and full of cum, and I started losing myself in in pussy, and you know, just uh, lost a little bit of who I was. But you know, you wake up one day and uh the blonde that we walked all the way to go see i ended up leaving the series girl for the blonde and that kind of broke the spell and yeah reconnected with her years on down the road and that's a whole nother story yeah those reconnections that you know i recently reconnected with uh, someone i knew and it just it just doesn't work out the same you know it's kind of like humpty dumpty the story of that <laughs> you know, humpty dumpty doesn't get put back together the same ever again and sometimes i feel like we're just trapped and we want to find ourselves and we're like, we get bored. You know, you get bored for a while after you've been uh, jerking the curtain for so long, <laughs> like, fuck, I need some company. I'm tired of going to sleep every night by myself. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta just tell yourself, you know what? You're a leader. You're a strong person on the inside. Just get through this. You know, there's always, now I'm tired of those quotes. I keep seeing on Instagram on dating and stuff like, Oh, just remember why you left them in the first place. It's like, yeah, but you know what? Those quotes are fucking cliche. People just do that shit for like instant gratification now to post it on their story. Let's talk about real advice right here for a moment. I can honestly say, what's that? I said, lay it on us. No, I can honestly say that like we as men have like such a higher standard we have to hold ourselves to and this is not against nothing against the ladies but i feel like sometimes like the ladies like they kind of take advantage of that that status quo and it's it's getting a little out of hand okay like for example you know what i'm talking about how many guys out there and i'm, I'm talking to the gentleman for a moment guys gotta make those dates to make your woman happy and it doesn't matter what it is you guys you gotta go to like the cousin's birthday the uncle's birthday and mind you these are cousins and uncles that you know they really don't talk to you i mean i talk to this guy almost every day but like come on now we're not going to go to our other cousin's birthday now are we what's <laughs> when's the last time we saw one of our other cousins think about that seriously and the only one i can think of is the one that just recently moved here within the last six months before that it's been years exactly 
But man, oh man, fucking chicks, they will take it, they will use you and abuse you, all right? They will take you to their cousins they ain't talked to you in four or five years. They'll when they're in a relationship with you, hell, they'll even track them down just to make sure you make their birthday. And then you get there and you're like, the fuck's going on here? You know, like, <laughs> and then you got some weird guy putting his arm around you and shit. He's like, you better take care of my niece. You know, that's my favorite niece there, right? It's like, ah, oh, you can smell like the booze on his breath and shit. And There's always and, the, the dad, the uncle, the brother yeah. trying to big dicky and stuff. I hate that. Yeah. You got to play babysitter. You got to do all this different shit. And then at the end of the day, you're like, is it even really worth it? What did I do all this for? You know, something, you, you, something you told me, though, is crazy that uh, one of your exes, the last one would take you to her family's events or parties or weddings. And she would spot one of her own cousins and say, oh, babe, he looks kind of lonely over there. He, he has nobody to talk to. Why don't you go say hi? Like, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to be entertainer. You have to be an entertainer, like no matter what, like you have to put on this persona, this gimmick, and you have to go over there and make sure that her entire family is entertained. And I'm just talking to the gentleman out there. I think the best advice that I can give, and I'm not really a great, great, super great advice giver, but the best thing I've learned from experience that I can say honestly and efficiently works just be who you are, man. I know it's tough to do. You know, we're at that dinner table on your first date and you're dying to pull that credit card out to be a good guy and this and that. Think about it. When you go with your buddies to Applebee's or you guys go to the movies, you pay for your own tickets, right? Am I wrong? It depends on how close I am with the buddy. I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of times I'll cover, I'll have them buy dinner and then I'll buy the movie tickets. Like exactly. we'll split it like that. But you're going halfway, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Ex exactly. So like the best thing I can say to do is just be yourself. Don't be a, because eventually if you're playing a character and you get in your first real emotional disagreement or argument, you're going to reveal your true self anyways. And then it's going to be worse. You're going to be like, oh my God, you're such a dick. I can't believe I was with this person the entire fucking time. And it's like, <laughs> Do you really want to hear that shit later on, man? Just get that shit out now. Be yourself. And if they can't accept you for who the fuck you truly are, then maybe it's not going to work, man. Don't try to change yourself to be with someone that wasn't meant to be to begin with, is what I'm trying to say. Now, when it comes to paying on a date, uh, I actually don't mind covering the bill, but what I like a woman to do that I'm on a date with is at least make an effort to offer. I don't want your money. I'm not going to take it, but I just kind of hate, you know, if they sit back and they pull their phone out when the bill comes and they're like, yeah, you got it. Motherfucker. You're the guy. And they just kind of have that attitude. Like, yeah, it's expected of you. Like that kind of irks me a bit, but yeah, of course I'm fine paying, you know, for the full thing. That's fine. I don't give a shit. I can cover dinner, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with halves too, but uh, I'm okay. You know, I just want an effort made. That's all. I, that's all I want. That, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if God forbid something were to happen today, today, where if you're in a relationship and, um, you know, 
you both had nothing. I mean, what's really going to happen? You're you're going to end up finding something with or without each other, right? So just make it fair. I mean, just make it fair. And, and you know, like you said earlier about like wanting to pull the wallet out, I feel like that is not all the time, but sometimes what it is, is you get this feeling inside. You know, I always hear people say like, oh, we feel special. We feel this. It's not special. What it is, is you're, you're seeking validation. People love validation. They don't care where the fuck they get it from. If it's a man or a woman, someone tells you, you look great. You feel great. Right. <laughs> right. Am I wrong? It could be man or woman. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Sure. I mean, it's just a good feeling. Surround yourself with positive people and positive things will happen. Sure. But, but don't get suckered into like a gimmick because there's a lot of phony people out there. And like, I hate that shit. And some women do that too. You end up finding out who they truly are. It's like, God, what the hell? Like, why? what happened to that person from four months ago on day one, you know? Yeah, that happens in every relationship. The new glow eventually wears off and honeymoon phase fizzles. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the first argument though. That's the best. You bet motherfucker, you better throw your best shots in there because every argument thereafter, it ain't ever gonna be the same one again. <laughs> you'll start yeah. out, you'll start off fresh, you know. You'll be going at it like 10 times a night. I'm talking sex here, by the way, folks, if you didn't know. Thanks for clarifying. I thought you meant arguing. No, I'm not talking arguing. I'm talking sex. You, you'll, be, you'll be in the sack 10 times a night, and then you'll watch it go down to, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, 10, 15 minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> and then after some time, you know, it'll go maybe like to, uh, oh, I don't know what, two times a week. Yeah, I'll probably you, go like three times a week and then yeah, three times a month. And yeah. And then before you know it, you're like, fuck, is she going to go to work yet? So I could just get on the internet and rub one out. Now, what's the kind of time frame that that happened for you on? Because let's tell everyone our longest relationships. Mine was six and a half years. Yours was. Um, I think it was. Hold on. You're making me do math right now on the air. Fuck. Hold on. I told you we should have got that damn whiteboard up, didn't I? <laughs> I told you we could use the chat also. Yeah. Well, you're good with numbers, motherfucker, not me. <laughs> That's the first. They just found my weakness there. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Don't pull no calculator up. Let me do this shit on my own. <laughs> I was, uh, mine was, it was just shy of five years. Just shy of five years. It's like four, and... four years and like, I don't know, 11 months and fucking 29 days. Now, for me, with the uh, girl I was with for six and a half years, I mean, stuff didn't really start getting slowed down until maybe year three. So, I mean, it was a good long stretch of thinking this is the best thing ever, but eventually it happened. So when what kind of time frame did you have in those four and a half, five years? For like, what, what do you mean? Like, just like arguing? when did your sex start to drop down? Oh, uh, the first I'm telling you, the first argument is always that like beginning point. For me, it was the first argument. I'll never forget the last time I got the first argument because I think everyone should be able to remember that shit. If you don't, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just pay attention to details on some weird shit. But anyways, 
this is <laughs> this is what happened with me. So like, I'll never forget. We were in this car ride, and we were coming back over the hill into the valley, and it was something so stupid. It was like we were arguing over a disagreement on who was right and who was wrong, on uh, like someone's friends, like something something between friends. I think it had something to do with the disagreement that happened over like who was dating who or some shit. And I was just so r- ridiculous. And uh, I remember she got hella butt hurt. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Once again, just like I mentioned earlier, in those moments, I was like, oh, this is who I'm dealing with. Someone that can't <laughs> yeah. take a joke. Fuck. That's just mm-hmm. all I needed. You know that? Like someone's sitting there who's like, and she's looking at me and she's like, I'm not going to say anything right now. And I'm like, oh, fuck one of them too. Like <laughs> brush me off. I think most fucking 99% probably go through that. That's like one of the symptoms, right? <laughs> um, it's just the worst shit ever. And then after that, yeah, it just starts phasing out. And then, you know, I think what a lot of it is too, I don't think it's just my own personal opinion. I'm not a physician. I'm not any kind of like doctor. I think ED for all those folks out there who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about erectile dysfunction. I think that that's just a, <laughs> he's laughing over here. No, I think that that's just honestly, and just belief, just pure theory here, just my belief. I think it's just purely, uh, it's, you know. It, are, you, it's, are you trying to blame your ED and your ex? No, I don't have, <laughs> no, I, I don't have ED, motherfucker. You want to come find out? <laughs> I'll show you what I'll show you what my good mornings look like. All right, I don't just fucking with you. <laughs> oh, okay, fuck you, <laughs> dick. <laughs> okay, yeah, what's your theory? <laughs> my theory is that ED just doesn't really, uh, it doesn't exist. Like I, I think that like it's all in the mind. I think it's psychological. I believe that you get tired of the same fucking box of crackers every night. <laughs> yeah, you're saying ED is caused by old pussy. <laughs> no, not just old, whatever. It's just it's. It's in the mind. It's caused by all the bullshit, the arguments, the fucking, uh, the, the lies, the, the bullshit little mind games you have to play. And, you know, who, who was I? I was thinking about that the other night. I was thinking about, like, you know, like, why are we, like, playing games? Like, you ever notice that? Like, it's always like a cat and mouse game. And I know you hear that a lot, like, on dating channels and stuff. But it, it really is like that. Like, you have to be at your best, and then your partner has to one-up you. And think about it. We don't do, like, real friends don't do that shit. Like, when you're hanging out with your with your guys, your guy friends or your girlfriends, no one does that kind of shit. You're not one-upping people. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, and then they try to use words like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I want to change him and... Oh yeah, like that. and you know that's the I best want, part. I want what's best for us and our future and all that kind of stuff. And you got to get a better job, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. Sounds like you dated a lot of women that have what we call a messiah complex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been with a few of them too. Yeah, they want to change you. They know what's best for you. They want to pamper you and all this other bullshit. And it, yeah, you know, it's like. Well, look, if you're, you know, if you're into uh, the the mommy baby role play, all you have to do is say <laughs> something. Fuck. <laughs> no shit, man. Yeah. 
Baroki's been saying that line for years, and I agree. It's like, you know, I already got a mom. I don't need a second one. Yeah, I got I already got a mom. I don't need two moms. And secondly, I'm not into fucking taboo. So all you yeah. freaks out there, taboo's your thing. Right on. Keep doing what you're doing, but just do it good, all right? <laughs> <laughs> just do it well. Um, no, I... I, um, I mean, I remember... Even your ex, man. I mean, we'd be staying up late uh, back in the day, you know, hell on Call of Duty or just talking. And she'd open your door and say, uh, hey, you got work in the morning. You should go to sleep. You're going to be so tired tomorrow. It's like you're a grown adult, man. If, if you're going to go to work on two hours of sleep, that's your own decision. Yeah, you see, I can decipher that kind of language. What she was really saying is, I'm tired and I want to go to fucking bed <laughs> and I don't give a shit what you have to say. I'm going to bed and you better take your ass to bed too. It's like, remember that thing I was telling you about, you know who? So we know this relative of ours. I'm not going to say who it is, but this person, oh, because we're, we're, we're remember we're keeping names secret on here. So people don't get butt hurt. But we are transparent <laughs> with you. We are transparent. Yeah. We're going to tell you the true story of this this individual. Sure. This uh, this person, man. I, they. <laughs> he's you know just imagine you know you you got those guy those guys you know out there those guy friends. I'm talking to the gentleman right now, where you know you go to your buddy's house and he's like, oh, Susan says um, she thinks I look great in this new shirt she got me and. Um, Susan wants dinner right now. Uh, it's no, they won't say, say, that, say it's time to eat guys. Uh, Susan loves this meal or they'll say some shit to you. Like, yeah, um, I got to get going to bed guys. Or if you're at a party or something, you'll kind of see like Susan snagging them by the fucking collar and like, <laughs> like, yeah, we're getting kind of sleepy guys. We're going to get going home right now. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. I know what's going on. Susan wants to go to bed. I know what's up. It's all good. We still love you, though. And uh, how, how many times have you seen that? And the guy's drinking a beer, playing cards, or shooting pools, or la uh, shooting pool, or laughing with his buddies, having a great time, and the chick's tugging on his sleeve. You know, hey, let's get out of here. Yeah, it, it, and that's exactly what happens. I mean, like they want to. Once again, they're in character, so. The guys ain't dumb. Their friends know what's up. They know that's not who they really are because they don't talk like that. That's why I'm saying just be yourself. Is it that hard to do? And I'm pretty sure after you do it and you get really good at being your own self, which you should already know how to do fucking organically anyways, which if you don't, you're you're you need to go get some help. Uh just you'll you'll save yourself a lot of heartache. That's all I'm saying. It's been like like a, a breath of fresh air, man, just uh, completely being who you are 100% of the time, not having anyone else to answer to, not having another opinion on anything. It's It's been great. I can't say enough how much single life rocks. Oh, I'm, not, life. I'm not against a relationship in the future. I'm not ruling anything out, but, yeah, I'm loving being single. Oh, he's, amen to that. Uh, single life is great. I mean – I'm doing shit I never would have thought I would have done. And I'm not encouraging, hey, if you're happily married out there, more power to you. Yeah. Just be yourself. You know, I always tell this guy, it's not being chauvinist. It's not being sexist. It's just telling my side of the story from what I observed. And um, 
If people are happy in relationships, more power to them. If people are happy being married, hey, I'm happy for you as well, okay? All I'm saying is what I've observed is from being single for myself for this long, I've done more things and have accomplished way more in life and have reached such high aspirations that I never would have reached had I been like brought down to that level. You know, uh, I think that getting out of a bad breakup, you're always fucking miserable. I remember your breakup motherfucker. This guy started drinking a 24 pack a day. He's putting on the weight and at least yeah, yeah. I was doing 36 packs a day. Oh yeah. He got, he, Oh, look at, he powered up one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he leveled up fucking like super Mario, you know, on the mushrooms. And I was throwing whiskey on top of it if I ran out of Coors Light. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Six and a half years, man. That threw me on my ass for a while. But, you know, it, I, you know, in the long run, I, I thank her for doing it because I like myself a hell of a lot better now than I did back then. And being single, it's, it's so great to actually just focus all your time and effort on what you want, not what somebody else is telling you what you want for each other. And, uh, you know, it's like having a second, again, having a second opinion and, and when you're single, it's just anything you want to do, do it. I mean, how, how many years have we talked about doing this podcast? Let, let me, uh, you know what, let me just for a moment, I want to talk to all the listeners out there that might be, uh, actually in the process of going through a breakup, because I think that's one thing we always skip out on, like life gets better, but then there's like that breakup phase where like. That's the shit we're talking about right there where he started drinking all that booze, you know, and uh, you start developing like a little side habit to try to fill that void. There is no void. You need to get that shit out of your head right now, right? Like <laughs> you're, you're sitting there like, fuck, what's wrong with me? And why won't this person come back to me and blah, blah, blah. And you know what, dude, lady, whoever you are listening out there, just think of, okay, just think of how much negative energy you're letting off by doing that shit all right think of how like you could be doing so much better you're gonna get there but i'm telling you right now you gotta get over that shit it's over i'm sorry to say it like that i'm just gonna flat out tell you the truth i'm not your friend that's gonna lie to you i'm not your mommy i'm not your daddy it's fucking over okay (laughs) (laughs) you need to move on look it and it's the greatest feeling i'm telling you in a few months you're going to be like, damn, I'm saving all this money. Look at me and this guy. We've been single. I'm doing shit I never would have thought I would have done. Him and I are going to go to Tennessee in October. We can't wait to come back to tell all of you out there our stories. We might even bring the equipment and do a cast out there. We're going to do a cast out in Nashville in October. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, just like all this excitement, like I'm saving money. Um, then I'm going to start working on myself. That was a promise I made to myself that I kind of slacked off on. I need to start like, I'm going to start taking care of myself and getting healthier again. Uh, life isn't always a party, but you know, I have the money and things like that to do so. Now when you have an extra mouth to feed, that's like a responsibility, you know? And like I said, I know it sucks. You go to bed at night by yourself and you're like, Oh, I just want someone to cuddle with like a fucking teddy bear. Well, you know what? <laughs> You should go buy yourself a titty bear, a teddy bear. Sorry. <laughs> titty, teddy bear, whatever. It's the same fucking thing, right? You got to gotta go to your local freak shop, go get one. Well, it's like you said, working on yourself. I mean, I can look back, you know, non-objectively on my, on myself or no, objectively. Sorry, I'm a dumbass. Uh, 
when I was in that six and a half year relationship, I mean, a lot about me sucked. I mean, I was a cliche guy that I could make toast and boil water. That was it. I couldn't cook. And, uh, she was, uh, you know, a pretty great chef and, uh, she, she can make a lot of great stuff and she'd make anything I wanted, which was very sweet. But, uh, I was that dickhead guy that's like, oh, babe, can you make this for me? And I couldn't make anything. Now, I mean, I can follow a recipe. I can make damn near anything. I, I'm a decent cook. You know, I can feed my own damn self. You've had my cooking. I mean, just for all the listeners out there, better yourself for yourself, not anyone else. You know, all, all I got to say is, Rachel Ray, you better watch your back. <laughs> Mommy in the kitchen's coming for you. Oh, you've had my chicken tacos, bitch. Oh, I love it. I love his chicken tacos, <laughs> especially when he puts extra spice in there. You know, oh, I used to put sriracha on that shit too, Fag, but uh, did you hear that they're uh, canceling or the sriracha company is going out of business? Well, is it cancel culture or are they going out of business? Because you said cancel first, motherfucker. Yeah, I fucked up. No, nah, it's just they're going out of business. <laughs> they they have an ingredient that they can't get anymore, so they're oh, they're going God. out of business. So if you like sriracha, go out and get some now while you yeah, still you can. Better, you better stockpile on that shit, everyone. You better go on Amazon order like bulk quantities of your sriracha right now. Um, but yeah, like you said, just pick up a hobby, you know, something you've always wanted to try. Just do it. You won't have someone nagging at you. Think about the best. That's the best part of that. You know, like I was saying earlier about releasing negative energy into the world. That's all that person's doing. They're just a voice that's bringing you down. And like, they're telling you you're not shit. You're not going to amount to nothing. It's like fucking Rocky, you know, like what do you want a fucking trainer like that in your ear all the time? Bringing <laughs> you down. You gotta, uh, you gotta go the distance like Rocky Balboa, man. You gotta, rise up to the occasion you know <laughs> put on that fight and and you can do that and you will get there but the thing is you have to start somewhere you got to get your mind off all that shit look at that's something you can't control anymore what's done is done what's gone is gone get up start over again go out in the world be happy and you know just do something that you truly desire and don't give up on your dreams. And, and anyone who's trying to roadblock you or throw obstacles in your way, fuck them. Get out of their life, too. Uh, that's what him and I are doing. We started this cast tonight. We've been wanting to do this for like over 10 years. And uh, we're going to have more nights like this in the future. We're going to keep this going uh, as long as we possibly can stay on the air. And if not, we'll just move on to YouTube or something. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We love all you out there. Thank you for inviting us into your homes tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm the Roki and he's I'm the mummy. There you go. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with more episodes on the weekly basis. All right. Thank you so much for episode one. I hope everyone enjoyed the show and uh, stay positive. Catch up with you soon. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram. It's on the download podcast or email us at on the downloadcast at gmail.com. Like what you just heard? Be sure to subscribe and tune in weekly to our episodes on Spotify. Mm-hmm.